0: bad news for you boys and girls what is happening we're back with a new episode of the Jazz Jitsu Podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Ortiz. As always, welcome to the podcast. It is a new episode, a new week. What is, um, what's up with you guys? What is up with me? Um, as you can see, I decided to go shorter on the hair simply because I don't want to deal with it, man. The hassles of dealing with longer hair I've determined or too much for me. I don't want to deal with it I don't want to mess with it it I think with my my hair because I have really thick hair it doesn't sit back like I'd want it to when I would have long hair. it's just gonna uh, it's just gonna be like pretty much when it gets to a certain length it starts to like afro out. And then it just like it does whatever it wants to do, and then it doesn't even it doesn't even look good at that point. It's not even like a good messy. It's just like tangle here, tangle there, all this looks like a pineapple. yeah, it doesn't it does not look good. Let me get that out the way. can't be looking trashy on this pod, man. Come on, we're big timing it now. so what happened over the weekend? Over the weekend there were some uh, big fights and a uh a big uh jujitsu event. So I want I want to uh cover that. Let's see here. Let's get this junk pulled up. Yeah, there was a uh big um there was a big uh jujitsu event. It was called the Emerald City Jiu Jitsu Invitational where a lot of uh high-level, um, athletes competed, and, um, it was at, uh, it was a 145, I want to say maybe 16 men division, but it was stacked, super stacked, and, um, Gianni Gianni Grippo ended up, uh, winning the, uh, the whole division, I was, uh, I tuned in uh, about, I would say halfway through the show, because I was, uh, flipping back and forth between that and the, um, in the UFC fight, so, um, I was just trying to manage watching both of them at the same time and actively watching both of them without, uh, just completely tuning out, and, um, I tell you, man, some of the, uh, some of the most impressive matches I saw were, um, obviously all of Damian Anderson's fights, because, you know, that dude is sick. Anybody who, uh, who comes out of the DDS squad is going to be, uh, is going to be uh crazy talented. So um uh Damian's fights were great. Um and also uh Estevan Martinez, he had a killer match. Um, and someone else who caught my attention Raul, Ru- Raul Roses Jr. He had a crazy match with um I think it was Gianni. Yeah, I think it was Gianni. He uh, he showed some uh, great jiu-jitsu out there and uh put some, put himself on the map. But, um, once, uh, I was pulling for Damien throughout this, uh, this whole tournament and, um, I really, uh, I really wanted him to win. So pretty much when he lost, because I think he ended up losing to, uh, I think it was Gianni. He ended up losing to Gianni. I was like, okay, all right, I'm tuning out now. And, um, I think the final, uh, was, I think the final was Kennedy against, uh, against, uh, Gianni, so, I just tuned out, I was like, alright, I'm pissed, I'm just gonna watch the, the UFC, cause I don't have a dog in it anymore, I'm pissed, I'm pissed, man, and the, uh, the UFC card, pretty crazy, man, it was a, uh, it was a bunch of good fights, um, let's see here, let's break them down, it was a bunch of good fights, um, I was able to catch most of them this time. So, let's get into it. Let's see how many. I think I went, uh, there was one, two, three, four, five. I think I went, I went, so let's see here. Song Yudong, he won. I think I had picked him. I can't remember. I think I picked him. And then it was Tisha Torres, Angela Hill. I was so sad about that one because um, I was pulling for Angela Hill, and uh, unfortunately, she was not able to get it done. Got outstruck, outstruck, and beat the F up, man. Teacher Torres put on a stand-up clinic, man. She was lighting her up on the feet, and uh, not really what I expected. I expected uh, Angela Hill to, uh, <clears throat> to uh, dominate the uh, striking aspect, but... Tisha Torres said, take this leg kick, man, because not happening tonight. It was, uh, it was pretty good, man. Um, I'm excited to see what, uh, Tisha Torres, uh, has coming up in the future, because she looked sick out there, man. She, uh, she was looking like the female Aldo, man. Uh, that's what it, uh, that's what it reminded me of, her, uh, her style of fighting. <clears throat> she looked like Aldo out there. And, um... After that one, I called it man. This was my freaking pick of the week, man. I'm telling you. Vicente Luque, do not count do not count this man out. It was a uh it was a pretty even match, um, as far as uh odds go. And um I told y'all man, do not count Vicente Luque out man. I'm telling you. I just I had a feeling going into this fight, man. He uh after that uh Wonderboy loss, he um he's a uh, He's really rededicated himself and, uh, really, uh, looking at making another title run, man. So, uh, I think Vicente Luque, man, he's, uh, he's on his way up, man. I don't know, uh, what his ranking is now after that fight. I don't even, oh, okay, so he's number six. He's number six. Oh, I wonder, no, because, uh, Michael Chiesa was five. I guess he takes his spot, maybe? Who knows? But, um, yeah, man, Vicente Luque... Silent Assassin, baby. I'm telling you, he uh, he's gonna be the next big thing. I mean, he already is, but uh, yeah, I uh, was very happy about that one because um, I really uh, I was really pulling for Vicente. And then in the uh, the next fight, I called this one also. Uh, uh, Jose Aldo <clears throat> got the job done by decision. I always love to see Aldo win, man. I think ever since uh, pretty much. Connor bullied bullied him into losing. I mean, it just it didn't go well for him uh, afterwards, and uh, just the whole lead up to that. And now, um, it's not that people feel like pity for him or feel sorry for him, but now you're like, okay, I see that uh, he really bullied him. Like it wasn't even like a <clears throat> it wasn't even like fair at that point. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's really made his. Uh, his, uh, resurgence here in the, uh, bantamweight division, so, um, uh, it's been great to see, uh, it's been great to see how sharp he is, man. He was landing some combos, man. He was looking like WEC days, man, when he was, uh, landing those leg kicks. Oh, they were nasty, son. I mean, he was just left, right, kick. Oh, it was nasty, man. And then, uh, in the main event, um, yeah, I mean, it was what it was, man. Derek Lewis, uh, couldn't get the job done man and um <clears throat> this is something i thought right after the uh right after the fight um derek seems to have a problem when it comes to uh championship slash high level high profile fights because it seems to be a pattern now you saw it in the <clears throat> you saw it in the I don't know if he necessarily, if it played as much of a factor in the um, Daniel Cormier fight, but it definitely played a factor in the Francis Ngannou fight. Because um, it seems to me that every time Derek Lewis comes out for a uh, big fight like this, where everybody's tuning in to watch him and everybody's hyping him up, that seems to be when he gets the deer in the headlights, man. I'm telling you, it's, it seems to be a pattern now because if we look back at, <clears throat> let's see here, who was his last loss? Junior Santos. No way. Did he get beat by Junior? I thought he beat Junior. Oh, shoot. I guess Junior beat him. And then, let's see, where's the Francis fight? Because I can't remember if he won that fight. Oh, he did win. But even though he won, it was I mean, probably one of the most boring fights ever. And it it really shows you that when it comes down to it, Derek Lewis kind of gets the deer in the headlights reaction because uh just like in that fight that uh that you saw with uh Francis, he really couldn't get nothing going. He couldn't flip switch He couldn't uh start landing those bombs and um yeah it come out as a uh as a win but not really a decisive one not one with any action in it or any kind of uh offense and then as you saw in the daniel cormier fight i mean he just got dominated i mean i don't even know how much of a factor it played into that fight but in this fight again, the same thing happened. Where he comes out, got all the hype behind him, but doesn't really throw a punch, doesn't form any kind of offense at all, and um, yeah, just doesn't doesn't live up to the moment. You know, like I feel like uh, maybe the moment's too big for him. Maybe he uh maybe he gets overwhelmed, I mean, I could see that I mean, think about it, you go from you know fighting uh people outside of the top five, and then next thing you know, they toss you the champ, I mean, which I mean, not saying Curtis Blades isn't uh up there, but that was his last fight, and he ended it by k o so coming into this fight, he had to know, all right, there may be a chance that I'm not gonna knock out this Adonis hercules looking guy. And that was not the case, man. I'm telling you, Cyril gone is going to be a problem. He's going to be a big problem for Francis. And I cannot wait to see that fight because from the spawn footage I've seen and the uh, rumors surrounding uh, Cyril, it sounds like he's going to give Francis the, bigger, the biggest problems he's ever faced. And, um, we'll see how that fight goes, but as far as, uh, Derek, man, I don't know if it's his mentality, um, it definitely can't be his training, because, well, I mean, I'd heard he he's been, uh, he'd been taking this fight more seriously, and he'd upped his training, but, um, I don't know, does that affect your mentality? Because if, say, what he's been doing before, uh, all this, uh, training that he's been doing if that that had been working why would you change it i don't know i mean it does it would make sense i mean add some new uh add some new tools to your arsenal when you're going into a uh heavyweight interim title fight but i don't know i don't know what you um i don't know what you would do in that scenario and um i don't know if uh if Derek's mentality gets affected when uh or is affected when he goes into a uh high level fight uh high profile fight like this so um that's just a little pattern that i've seen and um that may just me be me reading too much into it but i don't know it'll be interesting to see if he is able to get himself up to that uh, up to that uh title contention spot again and um see if we see the same pattern you know, we, uh, we might see it, we might not, he may have just had an off day, who knows, we'll see, but, um, but yeah, um, fights are great, um, can't complain, man, it was a, uh, it was a great card, and, um, something that just, uh, something that just popped up on my, uh, notifications, guess who's fighting, it was just breaking news, Guess who's fighting in a boxing fight? Tito Ortiz and Anderson Silva. What? I can't even believe that man. I cannot even believe that. That's like um, it's like first generation UFC, and then like second generation UFC. Like they're like, like they're both obviously not in their prime. But they're so they're so far apart as far as uh, uh, generations go as fighters, and um, it's pretty crazy, man. I did not see that coming. What do we think is gonna happen? I don't know. I don't even know what to think, man. Cause um, does Tito even have a chance? I mean, obviously he had that fight that he won with. Uh, with uh, what's his name, Chuck? Chuck Liddell. He um he's um uh, he obviously had a great fight there, but um but this is Anderson Silva we're talking about. You know, we're talking about one of the greatest strikers in the UFC. So how's this one gonna go, buddy? I do not know. But we'll see. I uh, I got Anderson in that one because uh, I would not like to be on the receiving end of uh, Anderson Silva's punches or kicks. Oh, wait, no. This would just be punches. But, yeah, pretty crazy matchup. I did not see that coming. How old is Tito now at this point? Tito Ortiz. He used to be a mayor. He's 46. He looks great for 46. I didn't think he was that old. Anderson's like 44 now, isn't he? No. Oh, shoot, son. Anderson Silva's 46, too? No way. Dude, these guys are pushing 50? No way. Dude, they look great for 50. That should tell you something. I mean, their brains probably don't look the best, but physically, they look good, man. Forty six. Damn, dude, I hope I look like good at forty six. But um something else that uh I saw in the uh in the news that um I think is pretty interesting actually. Of uh of all the bullshit uh calls and uh comments and remarks that ESPN makes sometimes when they try when they try to take the sports analysts from um, uh, you know, basic sports like anything with a ball and try and get them to chime in on the fight conversations. Um, they usually come out with some bullshit, but I must say, um, excuse me. Um, someone who actually made a pretty great, uh, call is, uh, Max Kellerman. You know, he's involved with, uh, with boxing a lot. So he's got some experience with, uh, combat sports but he made a great suggestion. He said, I love the idea of a Conor-Aldo rematch. Does Conor have a chance? Let's say Aldo agrees to go up to 55 because it's a big money fight. Conor have a chance in that fight? Interesting. It's an interesting conversation. Does he have a chance in that fight? Who knows? I don't know. Um, Some people have said, you know, why would you make it at 55? Why don't you make Connor drop to 45? You know, um, that way Aldo could get his uh, redemption at the weight that they uh, fought previously. I don't know. I don't even know that. I don't even think Connor could even make 45 at this point. I don't even think he'd want, Why would he? You know, um, he's got more money than every fighter in the UFC. Why would he do that? And, um, I don't know. It's a, But if, Connor's really looking at um getting uh given a rematch. That would be a great rematch to give. Aldo. Why not? You know? If uh if Aldo wanted to um test his chances at uh fifty five with Connor, why not, man? I would like to see that. I definitely think uh mentality wise, uh Aldo would have the upper hand, I mean you look at Aldo he's been way more active has probably in a better headspace because he's been more active you know he's been prob- he's won more fights than Conor uh as of recently so that's already uh that's already determined so um an interesting call i mean uh not a bad call i mean in a perfect world that would be a uh, that'd be a great fight But, um, will we ever see it? Probably not. But, um, something else I want to talk about, um, I don't know if y'all have seen this on my social media, but recently my wife has gotten us into what is called, I don't know what they call them on TikTok, but she is a diehard, uh, TikToker, whatever, and she is now on a kick of purchasing things she sees on tiktok and something that she purchased the other day is a freaking jar you know they're like uh they're like jars that you would keep punching and what you do is on ladies if you're listening to this you know what i'm talking about guys you probably have no clue as you shouldn't they uh they have three jars one is for your Tide pods, one is for your, um, uh, your downy beads or whatever you know the the laundry beads, whatever, and then the third is for your detergent that you pull that you have like a little nozzle on and you have to flip the thing so that it gets so that it gets soap onto your little cup, and that's what she got us the other day, and so now. She's gotten me to uh, fill them up for her. And now we're those people. We're officially those people on TikTok. You know, I always hate seeing those videos of people basically taking things from one container and putting them into another. It makes me so mad. It's already in a container. Why are you messing up another container just to put it in there? This is why our planet's falling apart. Cause we're just taking plastic, throwing it away for whatever reason, not even using it, just to put it in a blank one, just so that it looks nice. Huh? Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. Like, let me pull up this video. I wanted to. Uh, I saw this video the other day, and it. It pretty much embodied everything that is about this community. That's what they are, is a community of restocking people. All they do is post videos of them uh, restocking things in their fridge. And that's all they do. They just pour things into other things. Or put things from the package it was already in to another container. Like right now, this woman's pouring orange juice into a container that's very close to the same size as the other one. That it was just in. All it is is just, it's just blank. And now she's taking orange juice. Pouring it into another container. I hope she reuses her containers. Okay, I can see this one. This one is, they have a rack for their Diet Cokes. I get that. I can see that. Oh my gosh. Now she's restocking Gatorades and naked fruit juices. Oh, this is the one that takes the cake. First of all, why would you get naked? Have you seen how bad those things are for you, man? Oh, they're so awful. They got so much sugar in them and so much bullshit in them. Oh, it's ridiculous. And this, one, this is the one that takes the cake. <clears throat> this is one of those big jars that our laundry detergent is in. And they're using it for punch or whatever it is they're going to make. Just watch this. So she gets a freaking... She gets a pack of little on-the-go on, on the go mixing packs. And then takes f- like half of them out, cuts them, and then dumps them into the big-ass jar. Why would you even get the, the freaking on-the-go packs if you're just going to take half of them and dump them into the freaking thing why would you not just get a big ass tub of powder so that you can scoop it out and put it in there scoop it out and put it in there why what's the point of them even being on the on-the-go freaking packages why because it looks nice i don't care i don't care now she's mixing it up Pour the water in there. That's a lot of water. Oh, and no sugar, huh? Oh, I bet you that's going to taste great. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. I told her we would not become those people. We would not become the people that take things from one container that was perfectly fine destroying, putting them into another, because it looks nice. No, we're not doing it. We're not those people. But now we are. Welcome to marriage, guys. This is what you do. You become those kind of people. Next thing you know, we'll be freaking wearing matching clothes and have matching, uh, pajama, shoots, and send out Christmas cards, because that's what it is, baby, that's what it is, Another news, Kanye West, having all these shows, man, I don't know if uh, y'all keep up with hip-hop, but Kanye West has been having release parties, I don't even know what you would call it, basically playing an album that's not out, in front of a Sold Out Arena. And, yeah. Pretty crazy. Or is it? I don't know. He, um... It's crazy that he's able to get so many people interested in what he does. Because, not only... And this is this is what I heard on social media. Not only is he having this show where nobody does the music... But, he's also freaking showing up late. Like, uh, in this last show he had, somebody commented that he showed up two hours late. How insane is that? Two hours late. But, I wouldn't wait two hours for no damn buddy. But, then again, I can't say that because <clears throat> I did it once and I'll only do it once ever. And that was for Riff Raff. And... That's nowhere near the magnitude that Kanye is, but I would never wait two hours for a motherfucker. Never. Not happening. I don't care who you are. Well, I don't know. Michael Jackson be the only one. That would be the only one, but he's literally the king of everything. Michael Jackson. That would be it, man. And Michael wouldn't show up late, because he's a performer. He knows what he's there to do. That is the only person I would wait freaking two hours for. And uh, it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty crazy how he's able to get that much interest and yet nobody knows the songs. Nobody knows them. But yet, he still gets so many people interested and you gotta commend him for that. You gotta commend him for that because I don't think any other artist would be able to not release an album for 2 weeks straight even though you said you were going to release it on one date and then the other day but he's notorious for doing that and then still get people to come out and still be interested i wonder how why would he even release the album at this point he could just have private listening events i don't know i don't, I don't know what the uh i don't know what the longevity is on that how uh, how much can you uh run the uh the wheels off that wagon so who knows but another uh, another news. Oh, I want to talk about this. Guess what I am doing Friday? Friday I am doing something pretty crazy. I'm having a private lesson with a big big jiu-jitsu um, celeb Jiu-Jitsu Royalty. I'm having a private lesson. I'm doing a private lesson with... Leglock Enthusiast. Freaking Specialist. Crazy... Crazy good grappler, Oliver Taza. He's coming through... Um. He's coming through the East Coast and, uh, doing some, uh, seminars, and he'll be coming through Virginia, and I'm so excited that I got the, that I'm getting the opportunity to do this. It is so insane, man, and, uh, pretty affordable, actually. Not, a not a, uh, not an outstanding price, um, and, um, yeah, man, if, uh, if y'all are, uh, looking to, uh, get a private lesson from oliver i suggest you uh i suggest you hit up roll forever they're uh they uh they manage the a lot of great uh jujitsu athletes and uh oliver is one of them so um if you're looking to have him for a seminar or want to schedule a private yeah on his um on his uh jujitsu seminar run check him out man i am uh, i'm very excited about it and um I'll be sure to let y'all know what we go over obviously we're gonna go over some leg locks, because come on man you know I gotta pick the brain of a uh, of a really good leg locker so um'm very excited about that um I got old scooter Vernon going with me so um uh, it'll be great to uh catch up with him and um yeah get some uh great leg lock action going so that's going to be awesome. And, um, yeah, man. Um, not much else going on. Uh, not much else going on as far as entertainment goes. Just a bunch of bullshit politics stuff. So, um, so yeah. Have I had this pillow here the whole time? Oh my God. Get this shit out of the way. <clears throat> but, yeah. Um, uh, Not much going on. You know one thing I was thinking about the other day? Why is it that we announce everything we do? I don't know if it's just me and how I was raised, maybe. But why do we announce when we go or do anything? Like, I'll give you an example. If I'm getting in the shower, I'll say and announce, Alright, I'm getting in the shower. Or if I'm going to bed. Alright, I'm going to bed. Why do we do that? It's so weird. I mean, we just want to let people know what we're doing. But it's so weird that we always do that. And I caught myself thinking that the other day. And I was like, oh shoot, I do do that. And I used to get on my parents so bad about that. Because I was like, okay, don't need to announce it. Don't need to know. Okay, good night. That's all you gotta say. Good night. That's all you gotta say. And I think it's so hilarious now that I'm slowly turning into my parents. But it's pretty hilarious. It's funny. It's kind of, it's ironic because I used to say things like I'll never do what you do. Or I'll be, you know, I'll do my own thing. I ain't gonna be like you. Shit, son. Now I announce everywhere I go. I take forever to brush my teeth. Yeah, that's another thing. That's the thing I picked up from my dad. He would take forever in the bathroom when he, when he was getting ready for bed, and now I take forever. It's weird, isn't it? But yeah, man. Um. Uh, random ramblings, man. Just random ramblings. And um, something I was doing before uh, starting this pod, um, I called up on uh, I called up on some board to episodes yesterday, and um, I think it was like a, not even a season finale, just like they took a pause in the episodes, and now they're gonna come back at whatever time it is they do, and um, I got caught up, and um, pretty uh, uneventful, I mean, they had that fight with that octopus looking man, or whatever it was, and um, he wouldn't have like, his specialty was like he could create a virus. Weird, isn't it? He could create a virus. But pretty much he created a virus and he would create a virus that would kill a bunch of people and then come back and give him the antidote and people would like praise him. Weird, huh? Seems very fitting for the times. And, um... And yeah, uh... turned ended up defeating him and now the plot doesn't really thicken. Still don't know whether shit's gonna move on. Is Naruto gonna get killed? Is Boruto gonna get stronger? I mean, he did. He technically got stronger because could possessed him, but not really because it wasn't his power. But who knows, man? The plot hasn't moved on. I'm ready for it to move. And that just got me thinking, man. Anime in my day was so much better than the garbage that's out now man um maybe uh maybe I just don't watch it enough to know what the good shit is but it almost seems like a bunch of garbage it uh it seems like a lot of cartoon stuff going on a lot of uh it's like nowadays I could see why people say man this stuff is cartoons man I don't know what the hell you watch and I can't disagree a lot of it is uh very cartoonish if it has any type of, like, weird little, like, animal-looking thing where the character has, uh, looks like an animal or freaking just looks very girly, I just, it's hard for me to get into it because back in my day, freaking kotsky badass, yeah, Naruto beat the fuck out of everyone badass you got freaking goku every week freaking screaming into the freaking screen as he's freaking powering up and ready to beat the shadow some mugs that uh that was my days man that was my days the uh the closest thing i've watched to that since like up up to now has been attack on titan And that shit is gory, son. I mean, there's people getting... This man... My man... What's his name? The main character. God, what... No, Orman's the blonde guy. Aaron? Aaron Yeager. I think that's his name. Aaron Yeagermeister. Aaron Yeagermeister. Yeagermeister. He... Is... He's pretty much a giant... And that, that's pretty much the whole plot of the whole show is um, humans are driven to almost extinction by giants. They don't know where they came from. They just come by and freaking mark people. They don't even mark them. They freaking eat them, dude. They eat them alive. And this man on the first episode, on the, mo- on the first episode, watches his mom get eaten alive as he's getting carried away, man. As his city, as his hometown is destroyed, that shit don't get it don't get no more intense than that. That's the kind of shit I watch, man. That is what I would watch. I'm not watching someone like freaking drawing little bunnies and then making them come to life. If you watch Boruto, you know who I'm talking about. Whatever his name is, he's the son of, um, I think Sai. And the other girl, the one that can play, do things with flowers or something. I can't remember his name, but he draws stuff and that makes him come to life. But it's not even like, like back when, uh, back in Naruto, when, uh, when Sai would do it, he could draw like friggin tigers and eagles and like, it would look cool. It would look cool as shit. But this man draws, like, little bunnies and, like, just little birds. And it's all, like, tie-dye color, rainbows. I'm like, okay, and you're expecting me to take this seriously? You're expecting me to take this cartoon seriously when my man Boruto literally has a karma but can't even make more than two shadow clones? Bro. Do you know how much that pisses me off? When literally, when Naruto was a kid, and I'm talking kid, kid. I'm not talking Shippuden. I'm talking kid, kid. May just looked at a scroll and said, "Oh, what is this, son? Let me freak in." Bam! Multi Shadow Clone Jutsu, freaking thousands of freaking uh Naruto's around uh his enemy. And you're expecting me to take this man seriously? You're expecting me, you're expecting me. To believe that this man is going to take the Hokage's place? The freaking Nine Tails, bro? How dare you? Don't disrespect me like that, man. Don't disrespect Naruto Uzumaki like that, man. The ninth Hokage, man. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. But yeah. But anyways. After that. uh, Freaking, not jujitsu. Freaking anime rant. What else, man? What else do we got going on? Not much, man. Not much going on. Kids are going back to school now. Yeah. So, uh, you can expect to see those pictures now. On your timeline, it's going to be flooded, man. Flooded with pictures of... uh, You know, back in my day, it was... uh, I don't even think we even took first day pictures now they've got it all set up to where you have like a little chalkboard that says I'm going to kindergarten I want to be a freaking astronaut and my favorite food is chicken nuggets or some bullshit and they're just like like that would be me I would just be like okay alright we can get this over with now (laughs) alright but yeah man But, yeah, man, I'll tell you, man, great, um, I haven't finished it yet, but a great podcast I heard yesterday is, um, Hicks and Gracie, man. Ooh, a spicy one, man. Anytime you get, uh, Hicks and Gracie on the mic, you know, it's going to be fire, man. And, um, it's a crazy one, man. One thing I loved, I loved when Joe asked him about what he thinks about the current state of jujitsu. And his answer was so perfect and so profound. I'm gonna I'm all, uh, wrap this up as quickly as I can because I'll ha- I gotta head to a uh, I gotta head to a uh, physical ther- therapist appointment because uh, my back's giving me some trouble. But last thing, Hicks and Gracie man, they asked him about the current state of jiu-jitsu. and he said, you know, for me, the fundamentals are always gonna be great. You know, um, new techniques will come out every now and then and uh, you got to adapt to them so that you don't get tapped quickly. That's essentially what these uh, little crazy submissions are uh, are there for, is to uh, surprise you and catch you quickly and off guard. And he said, um, yes, you know, I'm, uh, I adapt to them. But for me, it's always the fundamentals. He said, the only thing that I don't like about it is how... It cancels out any action. He said. Because essentially. What Jiu Jitsu is for. Is control. Leading to submission. Which is something that Danaher. And his students preach all the time. Which I think should be. Every single. Jiu Jitsu athlete. Coach. Competitor. Whatever. That should be what they keep in mind. Anytime they compete. Or what they what they should expect from every athlete. Is control leading to submission. Not just when on points. And he even said that. That's coming from Hicks and Gracie, man. One a freaking jujitsu savant. Legend. Freaking, he's like, he's like Noah. When it comes to, the, like, if we were to compare, like, like, Helio is like Jesus when it comes to jiu-jitsu. And like Hickson is like Noah. I don't know my Bible characters well, but like he's like Noah. I feel. And it's insane, man. It's insane how how still, even though um, Hickson is not a current competitor, how you can how the how the methodologies are still held up. Like Hickson, who competed many, many years ago, believed in the mentality of you got to submit your opponent. It can't be I went on points or I went by an advantage. You have to submit them. That is always the goal. And now you look at someone like the current Hickson Gracie, you look at Gordon. His goal is always submission. And what is, it, what is the pattern you see between all the athletes who make it their goal to submit their partner. They're all high level and they all succeed in jiu-jitsu at a at a very uh at a very rapid pace. They um they become very prominent in jiu-jitsu and yeah. That uh that I think is the mentality every jiu jitsu athlete needs to take. And, uh, I think Hickson, of course, said it way better than me, but I think that is it, man. That is, uh, that is what every jiu-jitsu coach should be preaching. And, um, that should be what they, they should be preaching to their athletes. And I'm telling you, man, that's what's going to take the sport to the next level. So, um, I like that. I like that he said it. Pretty much, you know, there's going to come new techniques, some bullshit some good but as long as submissions always held up you know as the goal no problem whatever comes it's going to come as long as you don't degenerate the sport that's it man that's all I got for you guys this week Um, short little episode but um, still a good one but, um, but yeah, I, uh, I put out a new vlog, uh, last week, so, um, be sure to check that out, everything I did in June, and, um, I'll be putting out the, uh, the July one, um, probably within the next week, so, uh, we'll see, I hope you guys, uh, hope you guys like that, and, um, yeah, be sure to check it out, so, um, I appreciate you guys for listening, this is the Jazz YouTube Podcast. And be sure to uh, subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to check it out on uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And I am out. Peace. I have bad news for you.